It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. The man said wine, I heard him. Okay, it is California Wine Country every uh, Wednesday in the 5 o'clock hour with Dan Berger. Our guest today is Paul Mabry. Paul, good to see you. It's been years and years. A long time, my friend. Good to see you. Uh, And he's got a a new site called Pix.Wine, P-I-X, which we're going to talk about. But first, we're going to taste uh, Dan's cellar wine from today. Uh, Explain this one. I I actually uh, like this. This is Starborough. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc. New Zealand. Right? New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc from Marlborough, New Zealand, which is uh, the northernmost district on the South Island. Very, very windy area, and uh, the the wind slows down the ripening curve, so therefore this wine is going to have a little bit of that herbal green smell to it. It's gorgeous wine right now. It's a, it's a 2014, so it's eight full years old. And normally people don't age Sauvignon Blanc, but I love to age Sauvignon Blanc when I've got an extra couple of bottles. I just put them away in the cellar for about six to seven, eight, ten, sometimes twelve years. Wow! And they are fascinating. Uh, this is this is held up really well. It's it's still fresh. It's still got nice fruit. It's still a little bit more of that cilantro character that you typically uh, find in these older wines, but uh, it's got. Good flavors. What do you think, Steve? I, I like it a lot, and I'm going to assume I can't really see any more. Uh, that was a screw top, right? Yeah. Which helped. Helps yeah. in the uh, laying it down portion of the world of wine. Uh, explain that again. Well, there's less oxygen uh, in, a, in a screw cap wine because uh, the cork uh, is obviously porous, and there's some uh, oxygen that's contained in the end of the cork as right, well. Right. But in this case, the screw cap helped. Uh, keep this wine in really good shape. It smells and tastes like a six-year-old or five-year-old wine, not an eight-year-old. So it's in good shape. I'm, I'm noting the bottle, Dan. It has a very slight green tint to it. Harry, that is so perceptive of you, and that's important to note that it's not clear. And the reason for it is that if it were a clear bottle, then the wine would be light-struck if it were uh, affected by these neon bulbs or any other kind of light, natural light, sunlight, or anything like that. Light struck will ruin a wine. And the people who made this decided in their wisdom, which is actually very intelligent, to put it into a bottle that has a little green tint to it, which actually protects the wine from this this uh, uh, UV uh, effect. You know, and I've heard that before, and we've talked about that yeah. before. Uh, yeah. But I'm, not me, so it was a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Dan said it was a great question. I <laughs> agree. It was a gr- great question. I concur. And, and all the people uh, listening can see the green bottle <laughs> as long as they stare into their radios. <laughs> <laughs> Except those who are driving. Yes. Just keep your eyes on the no, road. It, it's, I think that's the first bottle of wine that we've seen, at least since I've been doing the show, where it has this specific tint, and it looks so out of place for me, but it makes total sense as to why it was done. Yeah, it's not a heavy green. It's a very light green, and, and I had to hold it up to a couple different lights to make sure it wasn't the light reflecting it, off of it. It, it is possible to, to make a clear glass bottle that also has UV protectant in the glass, but they are expensive. It's easier to make them with a little bit of color because that naturally occurs as a, as a protectant. Uh, you know... I love this wine. 
It's delicious. You can take the rest Sauvignon of it home Blanc. if you want to. Yeah, okay. Uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dan, when did they start using screw tops in, in oh, New it's Zealand? Oh, it's going to be close to 20 years now. Yeah, so. They're screw. using screw tops across the entire country. In fact, there's only 2% of all the wines in New Zealand today are still sealed with a cork. Amen to that. Question. See, I love the screw tops. Yeah, they're good. I they really do great. Because I hate opening a bottle of wine. And there is a new development, which I won't go into details because we don't have the time, but there are... In interior liners for the caps that now are different in style and they do different things. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, Paul Mabry is with us. Uh, he has started uh, a website called Pix.wine, P-I-X.wine. First, Paul, uh, reiterate and remind us of your history in the world of wine, and then we'll get into the genesis of Pix.wine. Yeah, well, I'm a... Uh, uh OG, original gangster wine tech guy. I've been around for, I'm going to say this out loud, 20 years plus in the wine industry. Can you believe that? Um, well, so. hell, I've been a radio 50 years. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It goes fast, doesn't it? It's crazy. Um, so I was the founder of Wine Direct and Vintank, and then most recently, Wine. So it's exciting to actually get this and really transform the wine industry. So... What is Pix.Wine? What's it all about? Well, it's the Google for wine if you want to make it easy. So any wine that you're looking for, uh, ways to buy wine or other wines to buy, we make it super easy. P-I-X dot wine. Uh, I'm going to segue to uh, one of the things I see on this website. Having grown up in Detroit, there's a story that's headlined, Detroit is stepping up its wine game. The Motor City is bustling with options for wine lovers. Nobody told me. <laughs> I know Michigan has been doing a lot, and Dan has talked mm-hmm, about it before. Yeah. We've had guests who talked about the state of Michigan, but explain the, the story on Detroit wine. Yeah, it's about the wine scene in general. It's not the wineries. It's wine scene in the wine flavor profile. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, so like wine bars, wine We, we were thinking it was... People making wine in Detroit, and Harry earlier off air said, "Well, they, the the auto workers got to do something." <laughs> <laughs> Bringing right, the boys. assembly line approach to winemaking. Exactly. Go, go exactly. dick, uh, pick some grapes. Okay, so uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, the city of Detroit, my hometown, has come a long way in the last number of years, and uh, there's a lot of hipsters and younger folks who are moving there. Because it's uh, more inexpensive, and a lot of them who moved to Brooklyn, it's too expensive there. So they're moving to Detroit, and they're doing a lot, and I'm sure that has something to do with the uh, stepping up the game of wine in Detroit. Yeah, you know, the content team that we have on our site, they write about things to inspire people to come back to our search engine and buy wine and enjoy it. So, you know, our job is from Boda Box to Petrus. It doesn't matter if what level of uh, wine drinker you are. We're there to help. Very cool. Uh, it's California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Our guest is Paul Mabry, Pix.Wine, P-I-X.Wine, and it's all brought to you by Bottle Burn, of course. Dan? This is uh, a wonderful site. It uh, offers opportunities that other sites don't. Uh, in particular, it allows you to put in a wish list in a certain way. It's like a finder. Yeah, I, w- I was literally on there this morning looking for a bottle of Cote Roti from France, and I, w- I found on the website that that the wine wasn't available. Well, that didn't surprise me because I haven't been able to find it anywhere anyway. But what the site did was allow me to put in 
please contact me if the wine becomes available. And that's wonderful. What a great service. So now I've already put my request in for the bottle. And as soon as it becomes available, Pix.Wine will let me know. I have dust in my eyes, by the way. That makes me happy that he, <laughs> he found that feature. It's uh, Well, uh, uh, Paul, explain it further for our listeners. I mean, <clears throat> you go on Pix.Wine, P-I-X, and I'm looking here and... Uh, See that search bar right there? It says, I'm looking for... What's the first thing you say when you walk into a wine shop? I'm looking for... And then you type in what you're looking for. Uh, I say I'm looking for free wine, but I I, <laughs> I get a lot here. You should type that in and let's see what happens. Um, yeah, but you you're looking for the Cote de Rhone. You're looking for a particular producer. You're looking for wine with pizza, wine with female winemakers, dogs. You know, best Chardonnay under twenty dollars. This is what a search engine is supposed to do, just like Google, and it tells you. And we help you find those wines. Um, and we have over 4,000 wine sellers, everyone from Zaki's to Sokolon to Total Wine. Almost every producer is going on there. Every day we're adding 2 to 20 new wineries and retailers. Um, so this is our backyard. Um, you know, COVID was terrible, as we all know. Um, it hit our industry pretty hard. Um, but what it did really especially for our industry in a good positive way is we were the last industry to ever get online in a meaningful way. And we woke up. Now, for folks who don't know what they're looking for, you've got some curated collections. Talk about that. Yeah, so our job as a discovery platform, as we call it, is discover the wine you're looking for, uh, discover ways to buy the wine, and discover other wines to buy. Look, it's hard. That paradox of choice is in front of you. If you search for Cabernet Sauvignon, you'll see 20,000 wines. Where do you start with 20,000? Our job, like every big industry, like books and movies and music, is to make it small. To make it easier, whether that's dogs, uh, wine with dogs on the label or <laughs> Vermentino under 100 cases at $50 a bottle. We keep making it small. Right now on the site, um, I think we have high-altitude wines from Alder Yarrow. Um, what an interesting you know, grouping to try to help you figure out what is a high-altitude wine? What does it taste like? How many people do you have working for the site? I mean, it's it's got to be pretty heavy. I mean, it's not just you sitting at home going... Mm-hmm. I can do all this. I can't do all that. That's true. We have a team of about 24 people. Um, you know, And the good news is we're funded and we were uh, uh, set backed and supported by wineries and retailers and wholesalers. So we're an industry that helps everybody out. They actually supported us before we go into um, our next rounds of fundraising. And I'm not surprised that they would want to support you guys. Okay. And yeah. the benefit to the consumer, of course, is that it costs nothing to get online. You That's just right. go online and there you go. You up and running. So when you put this team of folks together, mm-hmm. what were you looking for? Were you looking for a tech experience? Were you looking for wine experience? Were you looking for a blend of both? I was looking for a blend of both. So I've been in wine tech my whole life, so I want to put together the dream team. And if you look at our team, it is the dream team of wine. Some of the most famous people in the wine industry. I'm super proud of it. What they've done has been Herculean. I mean, within one year, we've done more than any other site that has ever done in history. Um, ask Dan. It's a it's a Herculean effort to get the site up this large, this fast. Yeah, it's an amazing site. Two hundred and seventy thousand uh, names on the site, and in a heartbeat. I mean, you know, it's it's been just over a year. Now, I know people who will visit the site are going to see this and wonder what it means. This is in its beta, correct? You've got beta slapped right there yeah, on the logo. That's right. So. 
fundamentally, we're still a work in progress. We only launched the site to the public yet last Wednesday, wow. one week ago. Cool. Uh, yeah, cool. so you guys are some of the first to see it. This is my first actual conversation with Dan and you guys about the launch. So um, this is an inaugural conversation. And um, we have a lot of work to do. It is a gigantic big project so we're working out the kinks like beta uh and you know finding the problems and we, it's our way to say look we're still a work in progress you know one thing that um, paul sort of tapped into and i picked up on it immediately was that there's a lot of people who say that well i'm a german wine lover i'm, I'm basically i love german rieslings okay fine but there's other german wine lovers they love german pinot noirs and they love german sylvaners and most people don't even know that those grapes exist in Germany. <laughs> True. And a lot of websites will talk about German wines, and it's exclusively about Riesling. Mm-hmm. What Paul's done is to open the door to a whole range of what-if questions. What if I had a German wine that wasn't Riesling? Well, here you are. You've got that stuff on your site already. Yep. In fact, when we do New Zealand Wine Week, uh, February 7th through the 11th, we're talking about New Zealand Syrah. That's something that a lot of people talk about. And New Zealand Syrah is one of my favorite wines in the whole world. And I buy tons of it as, as long as I get my hands on it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's not easy to get. By the way, how do you like the second wine? The Chardonnay. Did I, you try I love this. The I, Chardonnay is killer, isn't it? It really is. And, <laughs> you know, when I was born, my folks named me Steve Chardonnay Jackson. <laughs> For some reason, they just knew. Uh, I love this. It's a 2019, and I am assuming that's Donham. 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 It is a uh, Sonoma County Chardonnay from Caneros. Wow. This is really Very dramatic stuff. It's a spectacular wine. And the reason I like it, Steve, is that it's got great acidity. The reason you probably like it is it's got broad shoulders without it being clumsy in any way. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't have said it that well, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but when you say it, I, I can understand yeah, it, and a, I agree. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a big wine without it being clumsy. Yeah, it's it's still got some de- elegance to it. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely graceful. And uh, if you haven't been to the winery yet, it's pretty spectacular. The art there is magnificent. And where are they? Down in Carneros. Okay. Yeah. And how long have they been around? Ooh, I think they've been around since 2009, but the uh, the wow. new owners took over in 2014. Okay. We've never had them on. We need to get them on. We can do that. I, I happen to know someone there. <laughs> we got it in. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a uh, project. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying uh, what a project for them as well as for PICS. I think the, the PICS program is going to really revolutionize a lot of wine searching in the United States and discovery. And the discovering fine wine is not that easy. Um, you can, if you have a misspelling uh, on the Internet, you're going off into a tangent that you'll never come back from. So. Right. Or but perhaps a website you do not want to be on. For sure. <laughs> well, and those broad-based search engines like Google are great. They're an amazing invention. But if you search for Chardonnay, your middle name, you'll find that it can lead everything from Chardonnay the color to Chardonnay the grape to the Chardonnay buying the wine to the Marvin Gaye song about Chardonnay. That's a lot of Chardonnay going on right <laughs> yeah, there. No, you're right. And uh, there are uh, have been... Uh, a lot of new uh, wine sites like this. Uh, my friend Blair Hardman has, I forget which one it is, but, I mean, he'll 
go in to shop for some wine, look at a bottle, and use his phone, take a picture, and it'll come up and say, here's what we think, or here's what you should be paying for, etc. Our mobile app will come out soon to do exactly that same thing. There you go. That's going to be huge. So we actually launched, ironically, web first in, in, in the internet. That's a little unusual. And the reason we did that is we launched in the middle of COVID when we were all locked away. So we said, let's invest all of our energy in making a great web experience and then we'll come out with a unique and special mobile one. One of the sections on the website is titled Our Picks. Yes. Whose picks? Who's exactly making these picks? So remember, this is in beta. So we're actually watching that whole site that you're looking at was not designed by picks. It was designed by users. We showed them screens and said, what do you like? What don't you like? Then when we launched mocks and watched where they moved their mouse to, and now we're watching what do they like about the site, touching it, what's most important. So when we came out of beta or out of the closed beta where we had a small group of people on Wednesday to open it up to the world, we already knew that they liked collections. We knew that they liked it, making it smaller and they went there more often than not. They also like a little help finding things out. So we're still testing. The RPIX, though, is chosen by our wine team, led by David Round, who is a master of wine. Um, we have a whole wine team, Joe Fattarini from The Wine Show. I like uh, that name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Italian guy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Joe Fattarini from The Wine Show. So it's the <laughs> yeah, Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's okay. a fun guy. You guys oh, should. cool. He's very, very fun. Um, we should get him on. He, yeah, you'll enjoy yeah. talking to him. He's a character for sure. And a character uh, sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have a whole group. Felicity Carter is a wine person for managers. Erica Ducey, editor. So lots of people make those choices um, to help guide the selection um but we really want it's not just about us we don't want to be the steward of just choice it's also about we partner with people like uh magazines influencers um you, you can look on the site right now you see lisa peretti bound arguably the world's leading expert in napa valley wine on the homepage of uh, um the site picking te- you know 12 choices that's a beautiful thing and and uh, it's a great uh a great thing that you folks are doing, and I, I love this. And when the app comes out, ooh, Blair Hardman's going to be grabbing that big time. And <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Donham, uh, this Chardonnay, it's a Caneros uh, 2019, and it's just spectacular. Thank you. Uh, so as far as, say, buying this wine... Uh, do you send them to the Donham website? That's or? correct. Yeah, that's what makes us special. We are actually not anyone that's inserting ourselves into the middle of the transaction. Our job is to be making it more efficient and send it right. to the winery or to the retailer to make the sale. So Bottle Barn, who's the sponsor, we'd be sending it to them to make sure that they get the sale and get the customer themselves. But as you know, we don't buy wine from the same place all the time. We move around. or sure. you know, And so this is a great tool to help you find... Dan needs to find a, a, a Cote d'Aron that he's looking right. for, or I'm looking for a Chardonnay or your, a Sauvignon Blanc. And so, and Barry Herbst, heads up. <laughs> if you don't already have the Donham Chardonnay 2019, uh, make sure you get Pretty that. Pretty good stuff. You're the pig, it says on the label. Yeah, and I thought that was something about me, but... Uh, <laughs> you kept pouring the glass What's there. What's the story on the label, A Year of the Pig? Yeah, so uh, one of the artists that's on the property is Ai Weiwei, the famous Chinese dissident uh, artist, and he has a, a big sculpture. It's actually the largest sculpture garden in North America at Donham, actually, now wow. at this point. Um, and the Ai Weiwei um, Zodiac, the, the, the heads are there. They're about 1,000 to 1,500 pounds each of these heads, and every year... 
they change the label based upon the year of the heads of the zodiac of this Ai Weiwei exhibit. So that's actually what would look at the year of the pig art that's on the the sculpture uh, oh, on the that's, property. That's cool. I got super cool. By the way, when you see it, the heads are are seriously the size of half of this table. They're gigantic. I got to get out there. Uh, yeah. Paul Mabry is with us. Uh, the website is pixpix.wine. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, of course, and our guest today is Paul Mabry. He's got a, a new website called pix.wine. Pix.wine, and it's very impressive, dude. Thank you. So, congrats on that. I got to ask you though, Pix P I X. Yeah, why not P I C K S? Yeah, because you, you know, then I wouldn't have to uh, spell well, it every time I say it. Pix is usually referring to photographs. So interesting story about that. We were named by the number one naming agency in the world called Lexicon, which is right down in Marin. They named Swiffer, Febreze, Sonos, BlackBerry. So they're kind of the who's who of naming companies. And we they said, named Harry Duke too. <laughs> yeah, and they, that's a great name. Some people think name. it was his parents, but it was that. It was Lexicon. It was yeah, Lexicon. Exactly. And so we told them what we were trying to achieve with the search engine and with the discovery platform. And they said, "Well, you're helping people pick their wine. And when you launch your mobile app, they're going to take pictures of the wine to help them pick the wine." This is a this is a PIX, and we're like, there's no way that PIX is available. There's no way that a three-letter word is, and sure enough, PIX.wine, um, and so that's well, what it is. It's well, PIX.com probably isn't, So we're trying to buy PIX.com, trust me. We're knocking on that guy's door all the time. Yeah. So the website itself, if you go to visit it, I note at the top you have several selections. You have a tab labeled Surprise. What am I going to get when I click on Surprise? So... When we look at wine, we look at it through a very different lens than everybody else. So most people go, oh, I'm looking to get a drop down of varietals and regions and and wineries. We're looking at it from the consumer lens. And there are different types of consumers, right? There's a consumer that wants, I want something that I can trust and I'm going to get a good bottle of wine and I don't have to think about it. There are consumers that say, look, I'm into collectible wines. I want wines that I'm going to lay down and make some money on or that are going to really impress at a dinner party. And then there are the people that are really good explorers who are like, let's roll the dice and we want New Zealand Syrah because we want to try something crazy. We want to try something. So that's what that tab is about. A perfect wine for you would be Spolatino. Exactly. I love Spolatino. And and Kathy loves Spolatino now that she's tasted it. Because Don was here a couple of weeks ago, and Don Chigazola imports Spolatino. He's the only one in the whole world that imports Spolatino. When you taste it, you never want to quit drinking it. (laughs) And there's great wines that people want to find and break that membrane of like... Because discovery is about breaking these membranes about like what moves me into Rioja, what helps me try Argentina. I want to go to Syrah from you know. So we use that example. Yeah. Like, and, and you need a guide sometimes. That's really kind of fundamental if you think about wine. Dan is the ultimate guide. He is the guide <laughs> of the world, and he, he helps people. No, he's he's guiding people to new wines and helping them discover them. So what's the difference between the Discover tab and the Surprise tab? Yeah, Surprise is really the crazies. It's the (laughs) wilds. It's like, you know, the the lunatics are going to... Discover is you're trying to find something that's a little different or you're looking at different regions. But Surprise is like, you know what? We're shaking the dice. We're going to put on the blindfold. We're going to end up in Tahiti maybe tonight. I don't know. Fair enough. I think the most exciting thing about what's happening with the millennials is that they are interested in these kinds of wines, and they're not giving it up. 
They may not be buying in the largest quantities, but boy, they love these things. I mean, you can't you can't put up a, a, a pick pool de panay on a on a, on a shelf these days before somebody grabs it and says, "I've never smelled it or tasted it before, but I'm going to try it." Pool de Binet? Pinet. Pinet. De Pinet. <laughs> uh, today they had the Silicon Valley Bank report, and, you know, we need some help in this industry. The wine industry needs ways to make a bigger tent. Um, the reality of it is is that millennials, Gen X, all, you know, the generation after them are, are, are not taking on wine the same way because they're omni drinkers. There's more choices. There's better things. So we need tools to make it more accessible and open up the tent. and. One of the tools we need to do is make it open and available and easy to discover and easy to break down. I'm waiting for the next creative winemaker to put out a wine called Bastardo. <laughs> because that's the name of a grape variety in Portugal. And it also means bastard in Italian. Yes, sir. Yeah. But can you imagine how successful a Bastardo would be if somebody from Portugal made one as a varietal? It would yeah. sell like crazy. And no, people would say, it. what a gag, but it's a delicious wine. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Yeah. Uh, it is Pix.com. P-I-X. I'm sorry. Pix. They're waiting on the guy in Missouri uh, to get the com. But uh, it's P-I-X.one. Picks dot wine. Paul Mabry is our guest today on California Wine Country. Brought to you by Bottle Barn. <coughs> yeah, I'm just scrolling around on this website. I mean, it's it's really cool, Paul. Thank you. Thank it you. is a fun website. I, I like the articles that you've got. Uh, the, you know, explaining the curated collections. You, it goes from uh, Napa Valley wines under a hundred bucks. To value weeknight wines. I didn't know there was a difference between weeknight and weekend wines, but yeah. apparently there is. There, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> What's right. the difference, Dan? You spend Qu- less on quickly. Tuesday than you do on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> there you enough. go. All right. True story. <laughs> it's California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn with Dan Berger. Uh, next week, Tom Simino is in, or is that two weeks? No, that's next week, but yeah. he's, he's and he's bringing, who is he bringing? He sent me a memo. Uh, the, uh, the woman who he was going to bring in had, no, to, had, he, to, had he, to cancel. Canceled. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the what's his name? The winemaker for Trioni Vineyards. Right. Uh, Car- I can't remember his name. Now. I can't oh, either. But that's all right. We're out okay. of time. All right. Paul Mabry, <laughs> Paul Mabry, great to see you again. To and, see you, and we'll uh, keep you updating us, and we'll see you again much sooner than we did 30 years ago when you were last in. Absolutely. Uh, It's pix.wine, pix.wine.